Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. On today's episode, we are celebrating my daughter, Hannah. She is 14 years old today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and we're going to talk about this idea that I'm still on vacation. I'm at a retreat, so I'm not with her today. So what does that mean? Uh, And it really got me thinking about my own mothering and mothering in general and what types of mothers are out there. So this one is, is all for those mothers. And of course, if you're a father, it can apply to you as well. Um, I'm going to ask you some questions to really help you think through what kind of parent are you now and what kind of parent would you like to be and how is that going to help or hinder your kids? Okay, so enjoy. All right, so today is Halloween And it's also my daughter, Hannah's birthday. She is 14 today. So Hannah came into this world uh, four and a half weeks early. She kind of came on her own timetable, which is apparently how she's going to live her life. She has a very different relationship with time than most people. Um, But she came into this world, she was uh, seven pounds, I think six ounces, uh, even at four and a half weeks early, I know, right? And uh, she had a little bit of some some problems breathing, but kind of sorted it out within a, a few days. And gosh, this kid, she knows what she wants. She has always known what she's wanted, even from a little tiny baby. I remember the only way that we could get her to sleep through the night uh, was if she was wrapped a certain way with one arm, I think it was her left arm out, and she needed to be in the swing uh, on the medium setting, not high, not low. And then because she was born on Halloween, we had Christmas lights set up, you know, around Christmas time. And as long as the colored lights were on, not the white ones and not the colored and white ones, but if she was in the swing, medium setting, swaddled up, left arm out with the colored lights on, she would sleep through the whole night. Okay. So she definitely knows what she wants. Um, She's very funny in her own way. She's got this sort of dry wit or humor about her. Uh, and you got to pay attention. It's not something that comes to the forefront, like, you know, somebody who might tell jokes or stories. It it comes out every now and then, but if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. And she's really giving when she wants to be. I mean, when it's her idea, she can, um, she comes up with these amazing ideas of how to bless other people. Now, if she doesn't want to, that's a whole nother story. And I truly believe that this child in particular could probably rule the whole world. If she decided that's what she wanted to do, she could make it happen. Now, there's a couple things she's still working on, like learning the value of other people and learning how to work with other people. That that doesn't come naturally to her. She's sorting that out, though. Um, and you know, if you followed my, my work for a while, you understand I am not with her today. I'm actually on a retreat. Uh, I am in North Carolina, so I'm hundreds of, of miles away from her. And some people, you know, when I told them this, they said, you know, don't you think you should be with your daughter on her birthday? Well, I mean, I, first of all, I asked her when I knew that this opportunity was coming up, I, I asked her, you know, Hey, I've, I've got this thing coming up. What do you think? I kid you not. This is her response. I don't care what you do. <laughs> 
okay then. <laughs> All right. Um, and so because she released me from that, I felt like it was okay to come on this trip. Now, I also know that when I do things like this to help me, that I'm a better mom for her every other day. So do I place the value on her birthday or do I place the value on being a mom, a better mom to her, right? Of course, I'm going to bring something special for her, right? I'm going to find something special that uh, I can bring to her for her birthday, um, and quite frankly, she's 14. So being with her friends is way more important than whether mom is around or not. Yes, I'm going to call her. I'm going to, you know, check in all that kind of stuff. Right now, I don't think I'm shortchanging her in any way. So it really got me thinking about other moms and how they view their, their mommying, if you will. Um, and, some of the Facebook comments that I've seen, especially related to mothering duties and roles and expectations lately. So I've noticed that there are, there's probably more, but it, for this example, there's three different kinds of moms. So the first example is this self-sacrificing martyr mom, right? I'm going to put my children's needs above all of my needs, right? Um, so I will lose sleep because I want to make sure that this child has their favorite outfit to wear to school tomorrow. Or, you know, this child uh, forgot their lunch at school. So now I'm going to stop everything I'm doing and run their lunch to them. That kind of thing. Okay. Now, again, I, I would never say any of these are right or wrong. Okay. So you do what works for you. I particularly don't like that model. <laughs> so, um, we actually have a, a kind of a rule in our house um, to, to limit the whole, you forgot something at school. I told the kids a long time ago, and we reinforce this every year, you have one lifetime call on mom because you forgot something. And I think it was last year, Josiah forgot something kind of important uh, for band. And he called and I said, is this your one lifetime call? And he says, yes, it is my one lifetime call. I said, absolutely. I will come right up there and do that for you. Um, and he's never called since then. And Hannah actually ended up with a, a call too, towards the end of the year. And I said, okay, is this your one lifetime call? She says, oh, yes. I said, okay. So I, I drove it up and then she tried to call me again. And I said, mm -mm, so sorry, you already used your one lifetime call. What are you going to do about this? Right. And I wasn't being a hard nose, but I really just, every time I'm communicating that with them is like, your life is important. You've got to take care of your life. Right. And, uh, Ellie, the 11 year old is, is just so tickled pink because she knows that her brother and sister are out of these lifeline calls. Right. And so she's like, Oh, I still have mine. <laughs> and the, the one child out of the three who tends to be just a little bit more on the flighty, irresponsible side has really taken this and said, I want to see if I can make it through school without having to call mom. I'm like, you go girl. Right <laughs> now, again, you do what you want. You do what works for you. Um, another type of, of mothering I see is this, uh, do whatever you want at the expense of your kids, moms, right? So, uh, I have, there have been parents that I worked with specifically when I was uh, a teacher and an administrator who they said, I'm sorry, I can't get out of work. They're going to, I don't care if they're sick, let them hang out, let them do their thing. Uh, I've, I've got to stay at work now. There's all kinds of reasons for that. And I don't want to judge anybody for that. Uh, 
However, I don't want to be like that. I want to say, okay, yes, I do have work. Yes, I do have important things. However, my child's health is probably more important, right? Um, There are, are moms that I know of right now that are really struggling with this because they feel like they've got to kind of be the, the super employee over being the mom. And that's hard, right? Now I want to be this third type, which is kind of a mixture of the two, but more in harmony, right? So we've talked a lot about harmony. You can look up other podcast episodes talking about harmony, but I, I was really kind of going through and thinking about what is the difference between sacrifice and service in this mothering role? Um, so if you remember, I think we did a podcast the other day that talked about the difference between uh, sacrifice and, and service. So sacrifice, I think, is this like people pleasing mode, right? So I'm going to keep my kids happy no matter what. I had a, um, a mom that when I was teaching, she had a, it was another teacher friend of mine. She had a son who was a senior and she got up every day and picked out his clothes, ironed them, made him breakfast, made him his lunch, and pretty much did everything but his homework for him and sent him out the door. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's, wow, that that's a lot, right? And she thought she was serving him. Um, she definitely knew that she was keeping him happy because she's like, oh, if I don't give him the right cereal, he gets mad. And I'm thinking, okay, what's going to happen when this guy leaves her house, right? Um, but s- sacrificing is really living for other people to make sure that they get what they need. It's a form of over-functioning, right? And moms who do this typically tend to deny themselves and their own needs, which actually sets them up for this place of, uh, you know, being sick, being overwhelmed, being highly stressed. And they tend to discount their identity, their strengths, their passions, their purpose, and their desire in life, right? I've known a lot of people who were in the professional world and then they got married and they switched into, okay, I'm going to quit my job and be there for my kids. And then when their kids leave, they're like, uh, now what? Right? Because their whole life was their kids. And, you know, when they deny themselves, the result is that they have strong emotions. Okay. Now, out of these strong emotions, they take care of it in one of two ways. The first way is that they repress them. Okay. Like, okay, I've got these strong emotions because I really feel like I'm called to do something, but now I'm here taking care of these kids and sometimes very ungrateful kids, right? Cause they're in lack of awareness. And so I'm going to repress my emotions because I don't want to let them out. I don't want, you know, them to know. And when we repress our emotions, we get dis-ease. Okay. This happened to me. So, you know, 10 years ago when I had my stroke, That is the result of trying to people please and live for everybody else. So that's what happens when you repress your emotions or when you have those really strong emotions because you're not being fulfilled yourself, you act them out in some way. Okay. Um, So this could be in a passive aggressive way, right? Um, My mom was really great at that. She um, was great at this idea of, uh, I want to give you a guilt trip right? Or it could be actively by becoming a yeller, right? I know a lot of, a lot of moms who are yellers. All of these things though, are really uh, a significant factor in that you have high amounts of stress, 
Okay. Because ultimately what you're trying to do in this over-functioning mothering role is you're trying to live your life and the lives of, of your children. When in reality, you can only live your life. They have to live their own. Okay. And think about this. How does this help our kids when we repress or act out our emotions? Okay. So, uh, I remember when I was staying at home with my kids and they were very young, I had this sense of, I need something else. I, you know, it was just all of those cyclical jobs, right? Laundry, dishes, changing diapers, the stuff you had to do over and over and over again. And my mind was going numb. And I thought, okay, I have got to have something for myself mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, or I'm not going to make it. And I'm not sure that these kids are going to make it either. And so I started to go back to school. Yeah, I had a, a, a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and I was pregnant, but I went back for my master's in early childhood for two reasons. Number one, because I needed a thing. And number two, it was helping me become a better mother. I was learning all kinds of stuff that helped me. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it was the door into all kinds of opportunities that would help our family. Okay. So, so let me talk about the idea of service really quick. So the service model of, of parenting or mothering is really where, uh, you know, you, you plug into your identity, your purpose and your desire, right? So this might mean that you are working, you know, whether it be part-time or full-time that I know a lot of moms who have, uh, built a business, many of them in the multi-level marketing businesses, because that's kind of a business in a box and they love it because it allows them to have their thing, to make some money, um, to really have connections with other people, but to do it on their own timetable. Um, also it might it mean that you're out volunteering, you know, it's a great time, especially when your kids are starting to go back to school. I, I see this a lot with preschool moms. They're like, oh, I'm going to volunteer. It could be at school or it could be in other organizations. And I've seen people who do that kind of uh, model of parenting. And then when their kids are in full time, they're recruited into these positions and they often become very influential people in their community all because they're like, you know what, let me get a thing for a couple hours, you know, two days a week while my kids are in school. Okay. And this is a place where you live to serve yourself first and then others. So it's not just about serving you right? But you know that when you fill your cup first, you have something to give others. And, you know, you do you and your kids get to do themselves. Okay. Um, I remember one of the kids, I think it was Hannah was having, she missed an assignment or something. And I got this, you know, Basically, it was a, a automated email from the teacher saying, hey, your kid missed an assignment. Education is important, important, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I emailed back and I just said, uh, I totally get that. Did you talk to her about it? And of course, the teacher had not talked to her about it because it was just like, oh, you know, you didn't you didn't turn it in. So you didn't get a grade. So here's your bounce back email. Right. And I said, OK, but I don't want to hear about it until you talk to her because her grade is between you and her. Once you talk to her, if you still have a problem, please come talk to me. I'm your best ally, but do not talk to me first. I'm not the homework of police. I have graduated fourth grade already. I do not need to do it again. Now the teacher didn't quite 
appreciate that. But, you know, I was really just trying to help her and Hannah to navigate this relationship. Whose responsibility is it? It's not my responsibility to get the homework done or to make it, make sure it's done. That's between you two. Okay. You know, I, I, as I was preparing this, I really had this image of salmon, you know, salmon as they're going upstream, they know they're going upstream and they fight all of these obstacles. And they know that when they finally get to the, their goal, they're going to spawn and die. Right. Or octopus. Oh my goodness. I watched this, uh, Netflix documentary on, I think it was titled my octopus teacher. Amazing. If you have an opportunity to, to check that out, just please watch that. You'll, you'll be blessed. And I did not know this about octopus, but apparently once an octopus um, decides to mate, like that's it, you know, they, they go into mating and, um, you know, gestating however they do. And they understand that once they're, uh, they're there, that's it. Life is done. I'm like, oh my goodness. Right. But we don't have to be salmon or octopus. We do not have to spawn and die. We can have a different life. So this life where you get to live some of your life and, you know, get to support your children as they are living their own, the result of that is more peace, more joy, more happiness, and you have a a full range of emotions and you get to have the space to process those. So in reality, you're going to reduce your stress and your disease and you're going to really kind of be the best person that you can be right? And, and your outbursts, whether they be passive or, or, you know, active are going to lessen. So how does that type of mothering help our kids? Okay. So just kind of sit in that a little bit. So in reality, you know, when we learn to release them to learn their own lessons, right? So it's this idea of, uh, I want you to fail forward. So I want you to fail. And then I want to talk you through how to fa- how that you take care of that failure, fail forward. Um, I don't want to rescue you from your failure. I want you to learn from your failure and quite often. So I will set up experiences for my children in different ways, which that might be its own podcast in the future, but I will set up experiences so that they fail right now and they fail often and I'm there to support them through that failure. And some people, you know, when you're rescuing your kids, you want to rescue them from having a failure. I see that as a disservice to your children because here's what's going to happen. They're going to leave your home. And, you know, if you continue to rescue them, there's that chance that they might never leave you, right? But they're going to leave your home. And don't you want them to be able to, you know, they're going to fail at something, right? Because we're that we're human. We all fail. So if they've never had the practice of working through different kinds of failure, what's going to happen, right? So that senior who mom takes care of everything for him, um, number one, he wasn't doing so well in school. Um, but think about what his life is going to be like, right? So do you want to be that self-sacrificing mom? Or do you want to be the mom who's like, Hey, listen, I'm going to be here for you at all costs. However, you got to live your own life. Okay. And when you live your life, you are an example to your children. I think about that with my trip. I've told my kids, you know, where I'm going, what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And gosh, I wish, I wish my mother had ever said that, you know, first of all, she never really took time for herself. She never did her own thing. And secondly, I wish she would have said, 
you know what? Sometimes in your life, you got to take two weeks off and you got to readjust. You got to connect with people. You got to learn something about yourself. I want that to be a possibility for my children. Okay. Now, I um, I don't necessarily describe us prescribe maybe or ascribe. I don't know what that word is, but uh, agree maybe with the uh, you can have it all moms. Okay. So this um, idea that you can be the perfect mom and you can be the perfect business owner or employee or whatever. Again, you're looking for that harmonic type of mothering and realizing that sometimes your kids come first. Sometimes you come first. Sometimes your, your significant other comes first. Sometimes your, your work comes first. Right. Um, but you know, one of the thoughts that came to me is would I want my kids, specifically my daughters, because I'm a woman, would I want them to live the life that I've given them as an example? That's a really good question for you to stay in. And I, I realized that if I were looking at my life, like my pre-stroke when, where I was people pleasing, absolutely not. I do not want my children to be there. And I'm actually very sensitive to this. Uh, when I think that my my kids are doing something to please me, I call them out on it. Like, why are you doing this? I don't want you to do this because you want to make mom happy. Are you really into this? Right. And I look at the, the way that I'm living life right now. Sure. There's lots of things that I hope my kids don't do. However, you know, being on this vacation, man, I, I want them to do that. Okay. So yeah, you know, I'm not at home for my daughter's birthday. And when I return home, She's going to get the mom that she needs, right? One that is rested, relaxed, ready to listen to her, ready to serve and support her in in whatever problems might come her way. And yeah, she's going to get some neat gifts that she might not have gotten if I stayed home, right? So I can't think of a better mom to be or a better gift to give her for her birthday. So what about you? What kind of mom are you? What kind of mom do you want to be? Because maybe you say, okay, Michelle, I'm really challenged here, but think about what kind of mom you want to be. Or maybe you're already that kind of mom. How could you even be better, right? And what do you need to do? So come up with one small action step that can, you know, help you to be a better mother today in whatever way that you want. And then, you know, what do you need to do to make that happen, right? I hope this has been helpful. Hey, you know, could you do me a favor and just send out some good thoughts to to my daughter, Hannah, today? Let's really help her to feel that love from the world. Um, She's an amazing kid, and I cannot wait to see where life takes her. Um, So let's just celebrate her a little bit today, okay? Awesome. With that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.